0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Courtside with Camden. It's Anna here. Today we have a very special guest who is highly accoladed, well-known. It is Haley Jones. How are you doing today, girl? Good. Thanks for having me out here, Anna. Of course. We're so happy to have you on here. You are probably exhausted, fresh off of winning a gold medal in Puerto Rico. How was that experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, every time representing USA Basketball, just such an honor. Uh, this team was really special, having 12 of some of the best collegiate women's basketball players on one team was really special. Everyone was great, great coaching staff. And I mean, playing at a senior national team level, it was really cool playing against grown women. So it was definitely an experience that's only gonna make me better going into this next season.
0: Yeah, so how many medals have you won thus far playing the USA?
1: Yeah, this is my second gold medal. I was on a U-17 World Championship team um, going to my junior year of high school and then this is my second team, so two medals under my belt now.
0: So you guys, you said we're the first all college USA team, and you mentioned like the competition was just a higher level. These are all professionals. Um, how was it adjusting to like the physicality level? You know, maybe differing experience levels. How challenging was that, or did you find it was um, not as challenging as people might expect?
1: It was definitely a little bit challenging. I mean, international basketball is always just a lot more physical and the players are very experienced, being these professional people we're going against, they definitely know the ins and outs of the game, special little just kind of quickness things, efficiency things that they have on us, but once you get used to it after a quarter or so, it's really not that big of a difference but it was definitely a bit of an adjustment those first few calls where you're getting hacked or, thrown <laughs> to the ground, or like I got in the game in the first possession I got pushed to the ground I was like okay yeah now I know what I'm doing so yeah all the time so it was a bit of an adjustment but it was good
0: what was your favorite part of the tournament aside from obviously winning it
1: yeah um I think just favorite part of the tournament was to hanging out with all the girls it's so cool being able to spend time with like I watch all these people on TV all the time or I'm scouting them or whatnot, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of them on a personal level. So getting to know everybody off the court was kind of like a valuable experience just to see that they're real people too. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, there's Ryan and there's Nas and like, they're goats. And then here I am playing with them. So it's it's cool getting to know everybody off the court.
0: That's one of my favorite parts about the game in general is you mentioned the relationships that you get with other girls, but I mean, it's just like a whole um, environment of people who are doing the same thing and on the same journey competing with each other, but it's so cool to be able to make those relationships and connections um, throughout your time playing the game. So you win this gold medal and a few months ago, you're winning a national championship. Talk to us about clearly this winning mentality that you have, um, winning gold, winning trophies. How is that?
1: Yeah, um, I think I've always just had, I'm very competitive. It comes from the family. We're a very competitive family. Um, So I've always kind of had that sense of motivation to win. But I mean, especially last year, having my freshman season cut short, I had more of a sense of like urgency to get things done this year. I didn't um, complete what I wanted to. And but also, like, I feel like whenever you lose a game or something, if you leave everything that you have out on the floor, it's like you can't regret it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But last year, I didn't even have the chance to leave everything that I had out there. So I had a lot of motivation coming into the year. And uh, we had a great team and we really just capitalized on everything that we had.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. You also were final four MVP, hit that most would say game winning shot in that championship game, um, which if I remember correctly, you hadn't had your your best first half in your own words and you were kind of in your head. And um, what kind of got you out of that funk and and got got, got your head back on straight to hit that shot when it mattered most?
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me personally, I find. Um, kind of a lot of like almost serenity but also confidence within my teammates where if I'm not having the best game I know that I can't get in my head because my team needs certain things for me and I have a certain role in the team so um, I just kind of put my trust in them and I'm like okay like you had those 2 ticky tack fouls in the first half no more of that focus on defense focus on what you can do for your team that's taking shots it's taking shots if it's creating for others, it's whatever that is. So it's really just focusing on what my teammates need for me and kind of, it almost takes the pressure off of me, so.
0: I honestly love that so much. And I think so many people and young players should take a page out of that book because I agree entirely when I'm focusing on my teammates and giving energy and juice as my program calls it um, to my teammates and celebrating others, I always play better. But when I get into my own head and think about how I'm not doing this well enough or whatnot, that's when I start to get even worse and it spirals, as I'm sure you know. Um, you've you've played on such high stages with millions of eyes watching you. How do you deal with the pressure and the expectations that come with that?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think playing in front of big crowds, big lights, that's my favorite time to really play. And I think that's how it is for a lot of athletes. You want yeah. to be stages. And for me, with my program, I'm surrounded by people that I love. So I'm not focus on what's going on around me. You know, the broadcasters are talking their stuff, media saying their things, fans are yelling at you, whatever it may be. But I find that whenever I'm on the court with these people that I love doing something that I love to do, I'm just kind of locked in there. And that's where all my focus
0: goes. And so, Do you do it phased by negative comments, anything people might say on social media? I'm sure you've gotten some. I mean, all women's basketball players have.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all women's basketball gets it, but um, specifically me, I've gotten some as well. But um, I think for me, negative comments, or honestly a lot of comments about who I am as a player or whatever it may be, don't really phase me because I know I have my close-knit circle and those are the opinions that matter to me how I see myself. I mean, I know if I don't have a good game, so I don't need to go social media and see my Instagram comments. Everybody's like, oh, you did this and this. I know. I saw it on film, (laughs) told (laughs) me. My parents were coaches, everybody told me. So, I mean, like, I think everybody has the right to their opinion, but when it comes to yourself and how you're playing, you gotta go and find it within yourself. as how you can get better. Go to the people that, sh- that you know have your back, because those are the ones that are going through it with you.
0: I think the best advice I think I've ever been told is don't take criticism from people you wouldn't take advice for. And yeah. ever since I heard that, I've been trying to live by it because it's, it's like totally a mind shift. Um, let's talk about, you know, in the tournament, while you were in that bubble, a lot was going on in terms of gender equality. Uh, Obviously, TikTok was crazy. Sedona released that um, footage of the difference between the women's equipment and the men's equipment. A bunch of other um, athletes started posting things and it blew up into this total movement. What was it like being a part of that?
1: Yeah, um, I think that these gender inequalities that we have within men's and women's sports in general, but then we get specifically down to the tournaments. It was really on display. It was crazy to be there as all that was going on. And my strength coach was one of the first people to post the picture of the disparities within the weight room. So kind of seeing that firsthand was crazy, but unfortunately wasn't very surprising to me. But Mm -hmm. I think something that made it different this year was that women's basketball players have these social media platforms that you and myself both do as well as many other players across the country where we're able to actually like share our voices and then have bigger athletes pick it up. Professionals are speaking out with us. I mean different companies are speaking out so there actually has to be a change. So I think that this kind of age of social media and athletes having these huge platforms and voices has made all the difference. So being able to actually like see the fruits of your labor pay off, like actually see you advocating for yourself and the people around you like pay off was something really special to be a part of. And hopefully, I mean, you hope that it's not just a one time change. You hope that in the future
0: you don't have to deal with these same things, but you probably are. And this is going to be an ongoing battle. I mean, I really feel like the whole country was behind you guys and you had NBA, NFL. I mean, you had food companies like Wendy's was all of a sudden in <laughs> on sending like you guys bacon sandwiches and whatnot. Um, it was really cool to see the response to that. and give almost a sense of hope um like like you said that there it won't these things won't repeat themselves when you were growing up did you have um did you watch WNBA or older players or have representation or did was it not really in your face and um like who did who was your role model growing up
1: yeah i mean it was kind of different for me i grew up in a, a coach's household my mom and dad coached at Uh, Our local high school, they were co varsity head coaches. Neither could be the head coach because, I mean, my mom doesn't want to be assistant to my dad, and either way, (laughs) we're co head coaches, they take turns. So um, growing up, I kind of always had these big female role models because I would go to their practices and here are these female hoopers in there. I'm learning from them and like, they're my role models. So, I mean, I think I always kind of had women athletes in the picture. And then since we are a basketball household, I grew up watching the WNBA and my favorite player was always Tamika Catchings. And I think what I loved so much about her was when you watch someone like her play you see the passion that she has for the game and the mm-hmm. team that she has in the heart so that kind of just inspired me to want to play like that and have emotion and have passion so that it's okay for like women athletes to feel these things and show that yes um, so I mean that's something that I've always kind of had but I think that growing up a lot of people that I've gotten to know they didn't have these female coaches like All of my coaches growing up were basically female. I had my mom, my high school coach was a female, um, and I had a few male coaches here and there. I think it's good to have both perspectives, but a lot of people only have male coaches. Um, And I think it's just a different type of outlook that you have or just a different experience that you have. I agree. I think fortunately I was able to have a lot of different um, female hoopers and just female athletes and just strong women to look up to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I know I have a a women's coach right now for my head coach at Penn State, and that wasn't something that I was a make or break in my recruiting process, but I know that once I had signed and I knew that I was going to be coached by this like strong, independent woman, it was definitely like I I felt empowered and I was excited to be able to follow in those footsteps. So how important is it for you to be that role model and that person for kids that are looking up to you now? Because the roles are you know changing as you grow up and you're this face of Stanford, winning championships, gold medals, and little girls are looking up to you. Is that something you think about a lot?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I mean, I definitely know the platform that I have and who my audience and base is. And I think it's a lot of um, just kind of little girls, young women who are looking up to me and they want to be where, I mean, yourself and I are now being D1 College troopers, just D1 athletes that kids are aspiring to be. So I think that everything that I post, I think, okay, like what are these girls going to think looking at this? Because, Mm -hmm. In the age of social media that we're in, there's so many different things going on where it's like there's a standard of what the female body should look like, what you're supposed to do. Yes, Haley, yes. Like, I want to be able to have a platform where it's a, I don't want to be cliche, but it's like a safe space. And I feel like with me, I want to have an authentic social media platform where you see I'm more than a basketball player. I'm more than an athlete. I'm more than a student. I have so many other interests about myself that a lot of people don't get to see if they didn't follow me. You know, I think that um, being in the platform that I have now and having this big audience to share, I want to share how you can be a whole person and a well-versed person and have different interests, but still be able to thrive in what you do and still be ambitious in your main passion, but still be able to have everything that you want.
0: I think the world and social media specifically needs more of that because influencer culture is so real and body image is so real, especially I think like p- female athletes have this like impossible beauty standard to attain, but our bodies are also machines that need to perform at the highest level and the mental game of balancing both and feeling confident and whatnot can be tricky. I mean, I think a lot of people admit that, um, but I will say, I think your social media definitely gives off a vibe of more than a basketball player. And it's one of the first things I noticed about your Instagram when I saw it actually um, and I, I genuinely mean that I thought it was awesome because we aren't limited I mean you know uh, LeBron's famous more than an athlete we do more we, we know more we talk more and I think that putting that out into the world through our social media and using our platform as athletes is the way to do that so it's amazing what's the best advice that you've been given uh since you got to Stanford
1: um okay I think the best advice I've received since being at Stanford is, I don't know if it's like more so advice, but more just like something that's instilled in me every single day. Yeah, go for it. To make connections with the people you're around. I think it's all about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to make new connections is what I'd say.
0: Love it. I'm going to get some snaps for that. That was great. So you're about to be a junior at Stanford and have accomplished, quite frankly, more than most people dream of at this point in their life and career. What does the future look like for you? What are your goals moving forward?
1: Yeah, um, I think with my accomplishments with each thing, I just kind of want to do more. I never really want to settle in any accomplishment or accolade. I don't really look at accolades. I'm more just like I just want to continue to reach my full potential. And I don't think that I'm there yet. I think um, I have certain places I want to go where I haven't been. So I just want to continue to kind of dive into the grind and find everything that I'm able to do, find different passions.
0: What's one thing on your bucket list or whatever you want to call it, that's non-basketball related, that's something new you want to do?
1: Okay, I feel like I have a million answers for this. <laughs> um, like I would too, I would too. Like, if I wasn't a basketball player, I have like four different career paths I would be on currently. Um, one would be a sports broadcaster another travel food blogger and i travel the world and eat another one i would want to be like a sociologist of music and see how music influences communities and cultures but that doesn't have a lot of money there so i feel like i need to play basketball and then do that afterwards um but i think something i want to really dive into that i'm able to do at stanford is join a sorority my mom. Really? My mom, I was not
0: expecting
1: that. Yeah, my mom is a Delta Sigma Theta, so I would like to pledge and be the same as her, keep the tradition going. Um, so yeah, I think that with this sorority will give me another outlet to kind of find more of myself, find more passions, be a part of doing community service, more social justice work, um, just a lot of different outlets that I don't get to pursue as much of that like currently.
0: That's so cool! Oh, I love that for you. I I hope you get to do that in the next few years and it's everything that you want it to be because that sounds absolutely amazing. I think branching out from the basketball world alone is so good for us as athletes to take part in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited. Hopefully I can make the time to actually get into that.
0: I'm curious what your coach thinks about it. Yeah, I'll have to have to sit down with Tara and talk to her about it. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with a game of this or that rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm locked in. I got you. All right, we got... Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird? Diana Taurasi. Pizza or cheeseburger? Pizza. Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Easy. Heels or Flats? Heels. Kyrie's or Katie's? Katie's. Agreed. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Ice cream or cookies? Cookies. That's a hard one, right? (laughs) That's a hard one. (laughs) Last one. Gold or silver? Gold. I knew you were going to say that, gold medal. Always gold, come on. All right, well, thank you so much for being here, Haley. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Tune in to the next episode of Portside with Camden.